From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report? I hope this finds you well. We are gearing up for basketball tonight at New Orleans Arena and gearing up for football this weekend at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So it is uh, picking up, and uh, we're excited to be with you here on Wesley Day. David Wesley, yes, will be here a little bit later in the show. It is a Wednesday, so that means Dub will be here. But at the other microphone, good to have John DeShazer back. I'm Sean Kelly, and producer Dan is in the building as well as we come to you from our New Orleans Arena studios today. We're out of Studio B. We're back over uh, off of Gerard Street and uh, excited about the home routine. J.D., i got to tell you, uh, just, just being back in the arena today after six preseason games away from here, it's good to have the home routine brewing here as we've just left shoot-around to, to uh, get this black and blue report together today. It feels back home, man. Let, well, let me back this thing up for a second. We don't need no stinking dub. Okay, now, here we go. Now, yeah, That's a yeah. shot already. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, you know, who would I be if I didn't do that? But, yeah, it feels good to be – it feels back home, man. Uh, you know, it's all new and you know, and sprightly and, and shiny and, and smells good. And maybe we got to get the new new gym smell out of it. But uh, other than that, it looks pretty good. Yeah, the uh, Pelicans are home tonight to take on the Miami Heat. I think there are still a limited number of tickets available. You can walk up to the game tonight. Uh, you might want to uh, do that a little bit early or perhaps if you're uh, catching our show – over your lunch hour today, perhaps uh, head over there early afternoon because I think they're going to go quick when it's all said and done. I don't think there'll be many spaces left for tonight's Pelicans and Heat game, a preseason game, but the first back in New Orleans Arena. On the show today, we're going to talk about Miami a little bit. Uh, Producer Dan sat down with Joseph Goodman from the Miami Herald, so he'll get a preview of the defending champs uh, for Black and Blue Report today. As you mentioned, it's Wesley Day, so David Wesley will be with us to talk about uh, the Pelicans and uh, latest thoughts on the NBA as we are now a week away from opening night uh, for the Pelicans, but less than that for the rest of the NBA as the lid will uh, be lifted on Tuesday night. And John's here too because we want you to get his perspective on how things come out of the bye week for the New Orleans Saints as they prepare prepare for the um, three and four Buffalo Bills. Uh, news yesterday, uh, John, before we get into the show, news yesterday about the Miami situation as in the Hurricanes, not the Miami Heat. Um, you know, my career, John, started you know with college athletics, and I probably waved the NCAA flag and and rah rah college athletics more than anybody else back when my career started. But after what I heard yesterday, after a three year process, um, it's a joke. <laughs> I can't believe what the NCAA has come to now, and and uh, the inmates are running the asylum, and it's a it's just flat out circus at the Division One level. Well, that's what happens when you lose your credibility, and basically the NCAA has has you know through some of its investigative tactics and and some other miscues has really forfeited its right, its ability to to have any jurisdiction over its its people. So now you get the Miami situation where essentially they've told Miami, okay, whatever you self-imposed was cool, we'll give you a couple of scholarships and we'll leave it alone because we don't want you to sue us and we don't want this matter to go any further. And now you don't have any consistency with 
in terms of enforcement. So now it's lost all credibility, and now the NCA basically is running scared because it doesn't want its, its member institutions, especially the big ones from the power conferences, to basically break off and start their own thing. So uh, that's what you have right now, and because of that, the NCAA as an institution is, is basically in a fragile state and is, is running scared. The, the culture already is um, give us an inch and we'll take a mile. Um, when you hear rulings like this and the softening, continuing, continued softening of the NCAA, J.D., I can't help but think that it's going to be give us an inch and we'll take a, a causeway or, you know, a turnpike at it's this ba- point. It's basically you can't do anything to us because we know you're afraid we'll leave. So now, yeah, your member institutions can do whatever they want to do. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Bruce Pearl and Frank Haith essentially committed the same crime. Um, both of them lied to the NCAA Bruce Pearl, you know, got run out, and now he's in a show cause, and he can't coach again, I think, until 2014. Frank Haith got a five-game suspension for Miami, and basically he's going to sit out a couple of games for Missouri and keep on, and keep on rolling. So, you know, it's a, it's a situation where the, the, the leader, the NCAA, is, is terrified of being, you know, sued. It's terrified of its member institutions running and starting their own thing, which it looks like is going to happen in maybe five years or, or a decade or, or so. And it's it's running scared. It can't it can't enforce any penalties against its people because it's terrified. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. And USC sitting there going, "What the? Uh, wait, wait, what? What? Huh? Yeah. Huh? And, what?" And the NCAA, all the NCAA can say is, "Well, you know, hey, that happened a while ago. Yeah, and, and uh, we were stronger back then." Basically, what they're saying is, "We could do it back. We'll we'll keep it standing because that's what we could do back then." And if a USC had any had any, I guess, gumption to it, they might consider. Uh, you know, litigating and, and making this thing ugly. It may come to that. Pat Hayden did go to the NCAA 2A after the uh, softening of the Penn State uh, infractions and asked for a lessening of the USC charges. But, again, I have no love for USC. And at this point, I really have no love at the moment for how college athletics is being run. I watch the games. I enjoy the student-athletes. You can't even call them that anymore, but it is what it is. Uh, other news is being dominated by baseball. Looks like Donnie Baseball, Mr. Mattingly, may be out with the Dodgers. We'll see how that progresses uh, as the next 24 hours rolls forward. And then, of course, the World Series starts tonight. Game 1, Cardinals at Red Sox. With John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. This is the Black and Blue Report. David Wesley will be by here shortly. Joseph Goodman from the Miami Herald also on today's Black and Blue Report. Up next, though, John and I will kick off uh, a little black and blue coverage of the Saints for this week in just a moment. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Wesley Day continues. David Wesley here in a little bit on Black and Blue Report. Don't forget you can follow the show on Twitter at Black Blue Report or myself uh, at Sean Kelly Live. 
the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We're from the uh, New Orleans Arena Studios today, and across the table is uh, John DeShazer, as we mentioned, from NewOrleansSaints.com and the Pelicans radio broadcast. Uh, For those of you who have been wondering, uh, John has been uh, neck deep in Saints coverage throughout most of this uh, month, obviously, and uh, he'll rejoin the Pelicans radio broadcast tonight. That's good news. Uh, But I want you to put your Saints hat on here for a a moment, John, uh, as as today really begins the true preparations for the Buffalo Bills this weekend. It's strange coming off the bye week. You almost have to catch yourself up a little bit and preview your next opponent at the same time. So give me the storylines. What are the major storylines here for the Saints coming out of their bye week and going into the Buffalo Bills? Well, really there are only two. The minor one is you don't want to hang over from the New England game. Um, that was a 30-27 loss, pretty uh Pretty emotional, and so one of the things Coach Sean Payton said is that he didn't want that thing to morph into more than one loss. You don't want that hangover to linger. The big thing is players returning from injury. Uh, we know John Vilma started practice on Monday. The inside linebacker has not been practicing since training camp. He said he feels good. He won't be eligible to play for another two, three weeks, so that you know we'll give you progress on that as it moves along. But you want to see if you know, Roman Harper, the safety, and receiver Lance Moore, and those guys can return to health and get back on the field and give the Saints not only their starters back, but, you know, when you get your starters back, it pushes the other guys who were playing back, you know, into reserve roles, so it increases and intensifies your depth. So you want to see if, you know, those guys can return from injury, and I think that's the main thing. They've had a couple of weeks. Some of them were a little nicked up. Some of them were more so nicked up. And you want to see how those guys return to health. Interesting roster move yesterday, wouldn't you say? Yeah, um, Martez Wilson ends up, you know, ends up getting cut, and and they and the, basically this was a vote of confidence for Ryan Griffin as much as anything. Uh, the third string quarterback, he'd been inactive, you know, two lane kid, and they were really high on him out of training camp. We knew that during the preseason, he really was one of those guys who played extremely well. He's one of those guys you can see being the future quarterback here in New Orleans. And in order to, to maintain him and keep him, you know, he was on the practice squad and, you know, someone wanted to sign him off this practice squad and, and the Saints blunted that effort by, by signing him to the active roster. So, you know, he's on the 53-man roster, probably won't be active for the game, but they wanted to protect him and keep him in the system. They've invested some time in him. They think he's an extremely intelligent, talented kid, and they want to keep him around. Doug Marone returns to New Orleans, the uh, former uh Sean Payton, staff member, this time as the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. John, it's interesting, this is not his first return to New Orleans since leaving the Saints staff. He was the head coach at Syracuse and came back here and played against Tulane. Won, I think, on a last-second field goal, didn't he? So he's he's tasted some success post-Saints era at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Yeah, absolutely. But this is going to be a little bit different ball game. You know, he's coming in against the 5-1 Saints as opposed to coming in against Tulane. And <laughs> he had a decent team at Syracuse, but... You know, this Buffalo team actually has put up a pretty good fight considering the injuries they've had at quarterback. We know um, E.G. Manuel's been out for a while. We know Kevin Cobb might be out for his career with concussion uh, syndromes. And uh, so they're down to Thad Lewis, I think, the number three quarterback. And he's played extremely well a couple of games. Uh, Probably should have won. I think it was the Jets game that they lost a little bit late. And then they end up pulling out the game. So they played pretty well, all things considered. But coming in here, um, they're they're catching the Saints at a pretty salty, a pretty salty moment. And the Saints are are stung a little bit from that New England loss. It's a game they felt like got away from them, and they generally play well at home. So you know, Doug Marone's going to have it. He's going to have a tough road to hold. You know, for his Buffalo Bills. Now I will say this: Mario Williams, the defensive end, 
has really shown out this season. So he's going to give the Saints some problems off the edge. You know, he's going to be coming in at right end, and that's going to be, you know, Charles Brown's responsibility at left tackle. So we'll see how that matchup goes. They might have to give Charles Brown a little bit of help with Mario Williams because he's played extremely well this season. John DeShazer with us here on the Black and Blue Report, the uh, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, Dub and I call him senior chief. That's just to stick him in the ribs a little bit. But uh, am, am, am I am – I, before dub today, am I on before? You are before. Okay, yes. so would that be age before beauty, or would that be brains before brawn? How would we? We'll leave that to the listener. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Uh, okay, we'll you know. All right, we'll leave that alone. On NewOrleansSaints.com <laughs> later today, uh, John and I will have a uh, New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap. We'll do that today, tomorrow, uh, and toward the weekend, and the coverage will continue. The stuff that you've become accustomed to on NewOrleansSaints.com, uh, right from the source, as we get ready for uh, week seven. Uh, it's hard to keep track now with this buy thrown in there. Uh, Buffalo this weekend. That's a noon kickoff on Sunday, of course. J.D., I can't wait to uh, share the broadcast booth with you tonight as we get set for Pelicans and Heat, preseason game number seven. Well, it's going to be like the, the band's back together. Now, hopefully, hopefully. Do we have like a seven-second delay? Because I don't want to say the wrong thing because I hadn't been on the air in quite some time. And I want to make sure that, you know, I don't want to give one of those George Carlin seven words that you're not supposed to say. Yeah, well, no, we'll, 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 we'll set up the delay. Producer Dan will make sure that happens okay, tonight. I, I might need that tonight because I'm a little bit rusty. And not that I was uh, any good at it when I wasn't rusty, but, you know, now that I've, I hadn't been in action for a while, I'm, you know, i got to knock the rust off. So I, I just want to make sure I don't say the wrong thing. Self-depreciating as always, aren't you, sir? <laughs> That's what we do, baby. That's right. John DeShazer with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Wesley, Mr. Wesley will be with us here in one minute. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. Hi, this is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Basketball tonight at the New Orleans Arena. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. It is Wesley Day, so David Wesley has uh, now stepped into our New Orleans Arena studios as we get set for the 6-0 New Orleans Pelicans versus the 4-2 Miami Heat tonight. Um, and while they won't be shooting confetti or raising any uh, preseason championship trophies, uh, it is nice to talk about an undefeated Pelicans team finally coming back to New Orleans Arena tonight and an exciting opponent for the fans, too, in the defending world champion uh, Miami Heat. Before we get into that conversation, I do have to mention one thing. I'm going to publicly do this, and he get, may get mad at me, but um, you should know that the David Wesley Foundation does a tremendous amount of good for the youth of our community uh, here and in other cities that David has lived and played. Um, my daughter this weekend is uh, representing New Orleans as Miss Teen New Orleans USA and will be competing in the Miss Louisiana Teen USA pageant 
over in Lafayette, and her platform is uh, suicide, teen suicide prevention and awareness. And so getting behind that, though, has been the uh, David Wesley Foundation, and David and his wife Shannon have been very generous, and I wanted to thank you for that as uh, you've jumped on board and helped Kaylee um, uh, with her platform. And uh, with your help, maybe she'll become a statewide spokesman on that platform after this weekend. So thank you from all of us, and we appreciate that. You're very welcome, and and we believe she's going to win. We're behind her 110%, so uh, good luck to her as she goes out there. uh, I think it's Saturday. Friday Friday, and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Yes, as a matter of fact, your partner, Jill Myers, will be stepping into the radio broadcast booth for me for the preseason game at Orlando, and he'll be uh, helping me out while I'm with uh, Kaylee and family over in Lafayette this weekend. All right, all that aside, um, the uh, Pelicans television analyst is here, as usual, on Wednesday. And as we've been talking about, Dub, these Wednesdays become more and more important. Can you believe it? The regular season's a week away. Uh, Tonight, finally back into Orleans Arena. Well, we have just... uh, come out of the uh, main bowl of the arena for this morning's shoot-around uh, to uh, take care of Black and Blue Report. But uh, anxious for your thoughts. I know you're excited, um, but you know what's, what's sticking out to you now with a week to go? Well, this, this, this feels like a normal day. The, the juices are flowing. We're at shoot-around, which is the normal, which is the normal process of us getting ready for a game. Uh, I'm, I'm really anxious to see what the Pelicans – and how they will approach this first game. Uh, it's certainly been a successful preseason, but when the games really start, guys will play more minutes, especially the starters, and and you'll get the true test of, of where you're headed. And a tough team coming in. I mean, this, this Pacer team, big inside, tough inside, very physical, very defensive-minded, and got a lot of pieces that are working, uh, certainly – Brought in five new guys to help their bench, which they struggled. But uh, I can't wait to see how they, the, the Pelicans come out and match their intensity and, and, and play that game. One thing I wanted to see tonight that we won't get to see, and that's Tyreek Evans back from injury. Uh, Tyreek told me this morning that he's going to sit one more time, uh, but definitely wants to play on Friday at Orlando. Felt like he, he needs that preseason game as a tune-up since he's missed most everything with the ankle injury. And then Coach explained to him that after – the Orlando game on Friday. They're going to come back this weekend in New Orleans and have some kind of all-out scrimmage uh, as closely simulated to game speed as possible, and he will get to have that as well as he gets ready for the weekend. So we'll have to we'll, we'll, we'll go one more game here without fe- seeing the, the, the full Monty, if you will. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a good choice. Yeah, I like I know, the, I the full know, Monty. But cute. Also, we saw Jason uh, Smith out there shooting around, so hopefully he's starting to come around and starting to feel more like his his old self but yeah as long as as long as they are ready to go game one I I think one more game certainly you'd like to have him out there for these last two to kind of get him some rhythm but Monty's gonna make the adjustment and and come back and probably really ramp him up in in practice and 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 get those guys better prepared yeah Jason played I think 23 minutes last game that was his first game back and it looked like a first game back in some respect oh, yeah. so so tonight we should be a little bit better let me ask you this um no television broadcast tonight you'll be here to watch the game you'll watch the game i think differently than most when you think about the opponent they'll face and where we are in the preseason how will you watch the game tonight what will you look for i, I will be looking specifically at the the defensive part of the floor 
how they contain guys. This team can penetrate and kick. Dwayne Wade can get in the paint. How are they helping each other? Defensive slides on the baseline to cut baseline drivers off. And when they have post-ups, are they double teaming? How are they rotating out of the double team? Does everybody know where they're going? Are they going with instinct? Are they having to think, I have to go here or I have to go there? So uh, that's going to be a big part of what they do this year. And it's going to be very important, especially in this game one uh, against the Pacers, that they're in tuned and in sync with every, each other on the defensive end. You played a couple different spots on the floor. Primarily, though, I mean, I think it's, I think it's fair to say you were a two-guard most yes. of your career. So when you watch a guy like Eric Gordon come back now, and it seems to me, and I didn't play the game, um, I can only base it on where I've seen him throughout his career. He looks more like he did two years ago when he was at full strength with the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, and that's a guy who was a lockdown defender that nobody really gave him credit for. And um, what did what did Blake Griffin use the other day? He called him a bowling ball. He's kind of a bowling ball in the way that he moves across the offensive end of the floor. Watching him this morning at shoot around a little bit, I think you saw him play against the Thunder last week. Yep. Um, did he look more? Did he look? Did he look right? I guess is the question. I I think he did, and I think he's going to even look better because when I when I thought of him in this offense with the new pieces that came. I thought it was going to free him up to to do uh, – it's almost less is more. He doesn't have to dribble as much, but he'll be able to catch, read a defense, and either shoot or penetrate where he has the advantage. And and he's still going to be able to come off the pick and rolls and get in the paint and do those things and like a bowling ball, run to the paint and run over people and, and score the basket. But – he won't be asked to do as much. Anthony Davis has picked up his offensive game. I, I like the way he looks. He looks confident. He looks healthy. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you know seeing this, this season get started. All right. So six and zero on the preseason. If you win the night, you're seven and zero. And then kind of the the trash game is Friday, the eighth one against Orlando. Um, you'll you'll hear it both ways. Most folks though say you know this this means nothing. They've seen teams go. Six, seven, eight, no, six and two, whatever in the preseason, and then just fall apart during the season. I saw San Antonio one year dub win zero preseason games and go on to win a championship. So come on, help me out here. What, what does all this mean about the October that the Pelicans have had? Some teams that have a lot of turnover have a big summer where there's a lot of different guys. They're going out there trying to win, they're going out there playing hard every game. Experienced teams like San Antonio, who has a bunch of veteran guys, they threw in a piece here and a piece there. It's not as important, especially when your guys have been playing into June. You don't necessarily want them playing eight full-out preseason games. While it's a positive thing for a young team like the Pelicans to get out and, and win and have some success, that's good for them because they're building a team. They're building what they have, and uh, it doesn't mean we've arrived but it certainly gives them some confidence in, uh, in what they're doing, what Monty is trying to teach, and they'll, they'll grow from there. It's David Wesley uh, here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Dub, anything else before you get out of here today? Is there anything else that was on your mind that I forgot to ask you about? Um, just about that, that guy you had on uh, before me. Oh, boy. I don't understand what his beef is with me. Uh, I don't know why you call him Chief. Uh, I mean, I guess he looks a little bit like a Senior Chief. Senior oh, Senior Chief. Chief. Senior Chief, yeah. 
Because he looks like Aminu? Well, no, because he's the he's the senior writer. Oh boy, he's the senior writer for New Orleans Saints. Oh yeah, I remember that. So, I remember, yeah, so I remember you talking about chief. that. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I don't know why he's the senior chief. I think uh, I don't think we should have him on Wesley Wednesday anymore. He might be banned. You, you're gonna ban him? No, I love John, man. Uh, I I, I want to talk trash, and I just, I I can't ban him because then I can't hear what he has to say. This is pulling the back of the curtain a little bit to look at John and David behind the scenes. That's what you've witnessed here on these Wesley days on the Black yeah, I'm and Blue Report. I'm a heckle him tonight. I'm going to throw popcorn at him while he's on the microphone for the first time. You need to That's go back. You do. need to, you need a game, don't you? I need a game. Yeah, bad. You need I, need, game I need to get on. The, I need to get. I need to get back. Yep. Bad. And I saw my. I saw Joel Myers this morning. I haven't seen him in a while, so I'm ready. Next week. Next yep. week. The uh, Fox Sports New Orleans debut of their Pelicans coverage is next week. The home opener as the Pelicans take on the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Dub, as a matter of fact, I haven't twisted his arm yet on this. I think Dub and Joel are going to be with me tomorrow on the Monty Williams Show for a quick segment. Don't forget that goes at 8 o'clock on Thursday nights on our flagship station, 105.3 WWL-FM. That'll be again tomorrow night, Monty Williams Show at 8 o'clock. We've been talking about Miami a little bit. We'll really dig into the Miami Heat. Daniel Salerson sat down with Joseph Goodman of the Miami Herald, and that's next right here on the Black and Blue Report. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue. Congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Uh, Producer Dan's uh, got his interviewing hat on today. Actually, it was yesterday. He had a chance to help us preview tonight's Pelicans-Miami Heat game for this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Daniel Salerson now with Joseph Goodman of the Miami Herald. Thanks, Sean. The Heat are 4-2 and this preseason, and uh, Joseph, with them coming off back-to-back titles, are you seeing anything new from them this preseason, or are they just basically trying to go through the motions before the regular season starts? You know, Greg Oden and Michael Beasley have been the biggest stories of the preseason, but really that is just because everything else is the same. And I think when you boil it down, that is going to be the case this season for the Heat. Everything is going to be exactly the same. I think the impact of Michael Beasley and Greg Oden are going to be extremely small in the big picture. And really you're going to be stuck with the same guys you know, doing pretty much the exact same thing in the exact same rotation. When do you think, when do you expect Greg Oden to return? There's a lot of speculation about when he's going to come back. When do you think he's going to return uh, to play some games for the Heat? Oh, man. If he ever comes back this season, uh, I would say it would be after the All-Star break. Your article yesterday in the Miami Herald talks about Bosch and his excellent performance so far in the preseason. He leads the team in points per game, field goal percentage, and rebounds per game, like you mentioned. Are we going to see an even better Chris Bosch than we did last season? It sure is shaping up that way. 
you know, he's really come out, you know, with something to prove this preseason. That's kind of what it felt like. And, you know, if you sit back and just watch the Heat and watch what has made them tick this preseason, it's been Chris Bosh, and that's really kind of fascinating. Uh, you know, LeBron is kind of taking a back seat to Bosh, uh, which, which is, you know, I don't know if it's just <laughs> LeBron taking it easy or, you know, Chris Bosh, you know, further exerting himself into the offense and defense. But everything is so smooth about Chris Bosh this preseason. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I was talking to Jeff Zilbert at USA Today, and, you know, we both agreed that you know, this might be the biggest NBA superstar to have a, you know, breakout season this late in his career. You know, maybe that's just Bosh. I don't think so. I think, you know, it's still going to be a LeBron-heavy team. But Bosh is definitely playing, you know, as they say, uh, in a contract year. <laughs> <laughs> so you also mentioned in the same article that Bosh is one of the the only one of the big three did not miss a game this preseason. Do you expect the big three to play together at some point tonight against the Pelicans? And if so, how long do you think? I think no. I think tonight is the dry run. I think um, I think fans need to fill up the arena uh, down there because this is going to be, you know, the, the dry run for the Heat's regular season. And uh, I think they're going to go as hard as they can tonight, at least for the first 20, 25 minutes. Flipping back now to the Pelicans, what did what did um, from an outside perspective, what did you think of the Pelicans' moves this off season? You know, I tell you what, Drew Holiday is the acquisition of the off season that no one is talking about, and you know, I love that kid when he was in Philadelphia, and I love him even more now when he's with the Pelicans. Uh, you know, he, he he brings a level of uh, leadership and maturity. I think that it's going to go really well with that young team. It was a great move. We're talking with Joseph Goodman covering the Miami Heat for the Miami Herald. Uh, lastly, with Derrick Rose back for the Bulls, the Nets' new roster, the Pacers improving this offseason, which team do you think will challenge the Heat the most in the Eastern Conference? It's going to be the Pacers, you know, and with the Bulls being a short second. But, you know, with Granger coming back, Paul George stepping up his game, uh, you know, and just the absolute – blood feud between the Pacers and the Heat, you know, I think that is where the conference is going to be determined. Uh, that said, you know, uh, and the only reason I say that, I hedge, I, the only reason I'm hedging against the Bulls is because I don't really know yet what Derrick Rose is going to look like, right. like when he comes back. But, you know, if he comes back and he's the same Derrick Rose, then, you know, it, it can easily be the Bulls. As far as the Nets go, I, you know, I I don't know. Is, is this how old is this team going to be? And you know, are they going to are they going to take it seriously? You know, really, there's something about the way these guys have talked in the preseason. It's almost like you know they're mercenaries for hire, and they really haven't taken ownership of the team and the situation in Brooklyn yet. That's just from an outsider's perspective. Right. I might be completely off base, but that's something to keep an eye on. Now, Joseph, for those who are on Twitter, what's your Twitter handle so they can follow you and uh, keep up with your articles? Joe Goodman Jr. Jr. Joe Goodman Jr. That's uh, at, uh, at Joe Goodman Jr. Fantastic. That's Joseph Goodman from the Miami Herald. Joseph, thank you for your time today. All right, guys. Thanks. Sean, back to you. Daniel, thank you very much. You can also follow Mr. Salerson on Twitter, at D. Salerson. 
We'll be back to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report from our New Orleans Arena Studios right after this. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight with the tip-off of regular season play on Wednesday, October 30th when the Pacers come to town at the renovated New Orleans Arena. Be there when the new-look Pelicans take the court, plus see the unfailing of the Pelicans mascot. Action continues on Saturday when your Pelicans take on the Charlotte Bobcats. Tip-off for both games is 7 p.m. And Pelicans Fest pregame block party gets underway at 5.30. Call 525 or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Good show today. Thanks to David Wesley for stopping by. John DeShazer also helping us preview not only tonight's basketball game, but this week of coverage for the Saints and Buffalo Bills. And Joseph Goodman, too, sitting down with Daniel Salerson. He is from the Miami Herald, and he will be at New Orleans Arena tonight covering the Pelicans and the heat. That's a 7 o'clock tip-off. If you catch our podcast today before that, hope you'll uh, tune us in on our flagship station in New Orleans at 105.3 WWL-FM or across the New Orleans Pelicans radio network. A lot of people are asking about online streaming. You can do that. You just got to go to NBA.com and subscribe to the League Audio Pass. It is free, um, and it's there most every night for you reliably, I think, and you're getting a better signal from our studios through that online delivery as well here this season. Uh, it's been sketchy in the past, but they keep making it better and better. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Black and Blue Report. Don't forget Noon Central. We've got a great show for you tomorrow. The voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, stops by. We bring a chef back into the fold to talk about cooking for this weekend's football activities, whether you are tailgating outside or doing it at home. Uh, we'll bring in the uh, head chef at Bourne over there at the Hyatt. That'll be a good show tomorrow. That's a that's a packed show tomorrow that will also feature Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Hope to see you tonight at the basketball game. Otherwise, we'll see you on the radio. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.